Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all baddies who want to glow the fuck up. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a wealth astrologer and business coach for luxury entrepreneurs. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, human design, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's secure the bag. This episode is sponsored by My Creator Baddie Program. So the truth is that so many driven entrepreneurs struggle with figuring out the steps to create content that actually sells high ticket offers. You might be feeling burnt out from creating content, or you might feel paralyzed with fear and have no idea how to start with your content. Wherever you are right now, the Creator Baddie program is here to help you get closer to your dream life. Now I'm talking about that life where you wake up every single day feeling refreshed because you don't need to set an alarm because you are the boss. That life where you are allowed to take time off and travel whenever you want to because you have the financial freedom to do so. That life where you feel so fulfilled because you are getting paid to do something you would do for free. Now, I've totally been in your spot before as there have been times where I felt completely lost with my business and it seemed like I was speaking to no one when I showed up on social media. But then after a decade of struggle, things finally started making sense. I realized why I went through all those years of adversity and it was so that I could teach you what I know today. This is not a cookie cutter sales technique, as you will learn how to find your secret sauce using your astrology and human design and sell in a way that feels good for you. If you already have an online business, this program will teach you how to create better content to make those luxury sales. You don't need a bunch of fancy systems to call in more money. Simple aligned content creation is all you need. If you are a new entrepreneur, this program will teach you how to build strong foundations and create the right content to build that life of freedom. So if this is calling to you, I invite you to join the Creator Baddie program. The link will be in the description and I cannot wait for you to begin. Today has such an exciting guest with me. Her name is Ruby Lee. She is a multi seven figure business energetics coach, and she is a Sagittarius Sun, Pisces Moon, Aquarius Rising, and a manifesting generator in human design. So, welcome, Ruby. Thank you so much for having me on here. Hi, Glow. I'm so happy to be here. And oh, let's see what magic we create today. Amazing. So first of all, how about we just dive into your story? Tell us a bit about what you do and how you got started, the long story of everything. Oh, you want the long version? Yes, yes. That's so good. I've like literally never heard on a podcast someone go, can you do the long version? <laughs> so cool. All right. So um, let's see. I I had 10 years in corporate. So we're going to start there. 10 years in corporate and I was doing the good girl thing. You know, I am also like I'm Asian descent. So my parents are very much like do the thing, tick the checklist, do the boxes. So I did 10 years in corporate. Somewhere along the way at seven years in, I was like, get me out of this reality. I want to exit this reality. I want to enter a new one. And being a Sag son, this won't surprise you. What really got me was not being able to travel whenever I wanted to travel. I felt so boxed in. I felt so caged. And, you know, my company at the time was giving us extra leave that you could basically buy back with your own money that you earned. And I took all of it. So I went on this big, long trip and I just remember dreaming about what would it be like if I could just travel and start a business and have that support my lifestyle? And then I started Googling, what do people do if they want to travel all the time? Like, how do people who travel make money? I'm pretty sure that's what I Googled. And at the time, like, 
it wasn't as though, you know, the, the influencer world was a big thing. Like YouTubers had just kind of become, you know, a thing and uh, vloggers became a thing, but there certainly wasn't like the travel influencer space. So there wasn't really anything that was leading me towards start a business, have a laptop lifestyle and all of that. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to just follow the flow and I have to take this level of financial stability into my own hands because right now I'm so reliant on the employer that there has to be a way that I can make my own money. And so began the five and a half year side hustle back and forth. I was like, oh, I'll do it. And then I won't do it. I like so non-committal, but five and a half years in, I finally decided that I have to make something of it. So this was the beginning of the entrepreneurship chapter. And in 2018, I decided that I would just do it. I would go all in. And at this time, I had kind of built a small personal brand, a following on my main platform, which was LinkedIn. It's like so funny because I used to be a recruiter. So that was my main platform. And LinkedIn really opened up a world to me where I was able to start sharing more of my story. And because of that, people were saying, well, how did you start your side hustle? How are you personal branding on LinkedIn? And slowly but surely I would follow that flow and begin monetizing that. So I would do like hour of powers. I would do masterclasses. I started to do small uh, one-to-one packages, group coaching. So it kind of just grew really organically from there that now we're just over four years in the business We've just gone global. It's just the most beautiful business model. I have so much spaciousness and we just clicked over 3 million cash in our business. So it's, that's like the long short story, but I'm sure we can fill in the gaps with all of that. Oh my God. Amazing. I love that. Well, congrats on all the success so far. I honestly love connecting with other manifesting generators because I can just feel like your sacral energy and it's so it just feels like so satisfying and I know you are lit up by what you're doing so let's let's dive into a little bit more about that what was the first offer that you sold or like how how did that go for you so the first offer that I made didn't sell I want to I love highlighting that because I honestly seriously nearly gave up because of that one failed offer. So I had spent, gosh, six weeks putting together this pre-recorded course that I made. And it was at the time about how to, how to forward your career. I was a career coach, writing resumes, doing LinkedIn profiles, all of this. And I thought people would love this because I'm already doing a level of one-to-one coaching. I'll create a, a course that could go out to more people. I spent six weeks perfecting it. I did the Amy Porterfield model, you know, just like everything was so perfectly done. And when I put it out there, nobody bought, not one single soul, no one even DM'd me about it. It was complete and utter crickets, just you know, tumbleweeds. And I was so confused because I was like, I'm being called to do this. I have one-to-one clients who are asking me for this. It's at a cheaper price point. They can access it whenever what's going on here. And that kind of took me into a bit of a tailspin because I started questioning so much, but essentially I didn't really know how to bounce back. I didn't have that resilience muscle yet. Somehow I got back up and this time I really listened. And what it came back to was realizing I actually didn't want to be a career coach anymore. I didn't. It wasn't my joy. It wasn't my sacral. It wasn't activating that. I was doing it because it felt convenient. And so at that point I made the switch, but how I made the switch into my first offer was really listening to what my audience were asking me and what they wanted from me. It was right in front of me, but I just ignored the signs. And what they were asking me was, Hey Rubes, like you've grown your personal brand on LinkedIn. How? Because isn't it just such a difficult place to navigate? You've got employers, you've got people who are always trying to sell you stuff, like all these things. Right. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? From my perspective, I need to just follow this flow. I need to just go into a space where 
it feels right for me to teach on this. And so my first paid offer that was successful was a masterclass called How to Be Unapologetically You on LinkedIn. And it was, I sold it for $77. I was like, super low ticket, go in with, you know, something that's going to be a no brainer. And I kid you not, seven's my number. 77 people signed up. Oh my God. It blew me away. I had never had that level of transactions before in my business. I had never seen so many emails confirming enrollments. Like just my phone was blowing up and I was like, what is this? What is this? And on LinkedIn, people were commenting, sharing my offer, saying, yes, like you need to do this. This is like, go to the LinkedIn queen. They started to deem me the LinkedIn queen. And it was so enthralling to just be the observer of what happens when you actually follow the flow of what feels good. I love that. I feel like that is so relatable for me and probably so many other people too. Like, like yourself, I I've been kind of like messing around as an entrepreneur for over a decade before, like I finally realized what worked. And during that time, I had so many failed launches, like more than you can imagine. And I think like everyone needs to know that the journey is kind of messy like that sometimes. And yes, like you said, it's all about listening to the flow and listening to your intuition. So I'm also curious, how did you start getting into all these aspects? Like I know you're, you're into human design, astrology, the energetics, like how did that come about for you? Okay. So I was always that girl who would buy, you know, Cosmopolitan magazine or all like, all like the teeny, teeny mags. Right. And I would buy it specific for the astrology. I was that girl. I would like flip to the astrology section and just read, not just my sign, all the signs. I'd be like, Oh, and then I think about my friends and what they're going through. And as a little bit of back context, my family were not cool with that. Like they were very traditionally religious. My dad is Buddhist. My mom is Catholic. And then somewhere along the way, they became born again Christians. So having, you're laughing, right? It's funny just hearing that, just that trajectory. But anyway, so I grew up in a church. I grew up doing Sunday school and here I am 14 year old me saving up my pocket money to read astrology. <laughs> and, they, and you know what else is really confusing? Like the thing is like with my, my mom and her sisters, she's got like 12 sisters. They all got together and they would actually talk about the Chinese Zodiac and that was okay, but it wasn't okay to talk about Western astrology. That was really polarizing for me. But anyway, side note. So that's how I first got into it. And then I lost my way a lot just because, you know, study corporate life, you just, you lose that. But once I started to get more so into my business, I truly hustled my way to my first six figures. Like, oh my God, it was day and night, day and night, push, push, push energy. And what do you know? I get to the point where I completely burn out and I had just crossed over six figures in cash for the first time. And instead of celebrating it, I broke down, I cried and I was hit with a seven day full blown flu, like the proper flu with the fever mm-hmm. and body shakes and the room was spinning. And at the time I was like, what is this? Why am I, I lost my voice. Hello, throat chakra, totally lost my voice. And um, I realized at the time that this was more, phys- more than physical. There was something else going on there was something deeper that was happening with my energy and in the delusional feverish energy that I was in. It's like, I started to access conversations and it freaked me out at first because I was like, what is this? But conversations with now I know my guides and my highest self. And they were having conversations with me loud and clear saying you will be successful, but you're not doing it the way that is going to be the best fit for you moving forward. If you want to be successful, let go, allow, surrender, trust, become, you know, embody, flow, expansion. All these words came to me and I came out of that fever feeling so renewed and just like chill. Hmm. Even so my friends and family would say, what? 
like who are what's going on I'm like I don't know it was just like this new version of me was reborn and at that point I hired my first spiritual mentor and she really she came to me at a time that I didn't even know how to find a spiritual mentor somehow she just showed up in my world on my feed that happens right and I was all in I just said yes let's go so we went on this 12-week journey and she's a real mystic. She's a priestess. So it was deep. It was a deep baptism of spiritual fire more than I could have ever hoped for. And so, you know, we really delved into a lot of things and human design was a part of that. Mm. Astrology was a part of that, but really truly connecting in with the goddess part of me Mm. was incredible. So that's really the beginnings of my spiritual journey. Amazing. That is so beautiful. I was laughing so hard at the the Christianity part because I literally grew up in like a very similar household where my family is extremely Christian. So even now, like they don't really know too much about all the astrology work. I was going to say, what do you say to them? What did they know that you do I kind of have talked to them a little bit about astrology before, but they just kind of know that I'm a business coach and that's kind of like the gist of it. But yeah, so, so funny how that kind of comes about. I feel like you being a Pisces moon is also very spiritual. Like Pisces is all about. I was destined. (laughs) Totally. And if I don't know your whole chart, I don't know how um, familiar you are with your houses, but I think because you are an Aquarius rising, most of your career placements, like your second house, your sixth house, your 10th house are going to be in water signs. Like your midheaven is in Scorpio. I would think. Correct. Yes, exactly. So so I feel like your career is is so on point with what you said about like allowing things to flow. Like water signs are all about being fluid. Seriously. I got like flow tattooed on my wrist and, and I had it tattooed on my right hand because I was so in the hustle Mm. that every time, and this is like my primary hand, but every time I go and just like pick up a pen or do something, I'm like flow. It's such a big reminder for me because the, the most like natural state of being before I really knew who I was, was just like, get shit done, push hard, hustle, get there. So this is really symbolic. Yeah. I love that. I feel like there has been this collective shift as of late, like just through everyone I've been speaking with about how they're kind of moving away from that hyper-masculine and moving into the feminine. Cause like, even for me personally, that's something I struggled with so much. Like I would go to my nine to five and then like five to nine or later I would be on my side hustle but I did that for years and then it just led yeah. to burnout. And then it took me like yeah. years to recover from that burnout. Yeah. So it's my life. Wild. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. But so how, like, do you, what is your advice for people who want to kind of be more in their flow and start listening to their intuition more? Where would you suggest that they start? Mm, I think you really have to, lean in and find the modality that speaks to you the most. And at the start, if you're really unsure, just try, try the things that intrigue you. So, you know, the first thing I tried was uh, journaling and I was like, Oh, I'm such a, I love writing and I love getting lost in my watery dreamy state when I write. So I tried journaling and then someone said, Oh, you should try doing um, meditation and, you know, add that in with the the moon cycles and meditate on the moon cycles. And then someone said, oh, you should try and find your flow when you are feeling most magnetic and most sexy and all these things. So I was just trying all the modalities, right? But essentially what I came back to personally for me was journaling. That is my number one go-to access flow highway. I call it the divine FM. It's like I'm tuning into the divine and like my journaling sessions are just, they're so epic because I know that when I'm in there, I really unlock a conversation with my highest self. And because I'd done so much work around the goddess side of me and I'd done so much work around this future state, like part of me and I, I know who she is exactly and it changes all the time. I can access her through journaling and my journals, my journaling sessions are always high vibrational access of source. It's never about going in there and 
moping about what isn't working or worried about money or lack stuff. It, if you flip through my journals, it is always high, high, high. And I've always said this is because I think this is part of being Sag Sun is like, I really am more so pulled to seeing the brightness and the positivity of life and the lightness of life. But I have this juxtaposition because, you know, I have Scorpio in my chart as well, especially it being my South node. It's like, I can move quite quickly from the aspects that feel like shadow. And I'm, it's almost like energetically, I'm uninterested to spend a lot of time there. Cause I'd spent a lot of time there in past lives. Mm. That's kind of how it feels to me where it's like, okay, I see you and I see that there are moments where we heal in that, but also now it's, I am such a light worker, like 80% of my energy is in the light. And when I'm pulled to the shadow, it, it is quick. It's like a really quick restoration because I've just spent lifetimes doing the, the shadow work, you know? So I don't know if this is making sense, but in my journal, that's really where I access all the flow, all the conversation. No, I love that. I feel like I've, I've never heard about someone speak about their South node like that before. Like I've, I've always said, I always say that I feel like the South node is one of like the hardest placements because you have all these like old habits from your past life that you kind of need to move away from. But I love that your South node is in Scorpio because like my chart, like Scorpio is one of my most dominant signs, even though it's not like in my big six. Um, my son is in the eighth house. So like, I feel like my life is constantly this tower moment of rebirth. <laughs> so and there's like a lot of darkness in my life, but I feel like I've been able to just like bring on the challenges, you know, but I just love that you've been able to be in that light. Like, I feel like it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think also because you are, so you are like literally made to be this tower of strength also because you've experienced it for yourself but I bet you experience a lot of your friends coming to you in their tower moments because they know that it's like all right you know if I'm going to call a girlfriend I'm going to call Jacqueline like that that's who I'm going to call and I I have girlfriends like you who are like oh my god I'm constantly going through this stuff but then they just bounce back and they are stronger than ever and they rebuild and rebirth so fast and I really admire that about Scorpio energy it's mm. it's I'm actually really attracted to Scorpionic energy because there's you know quite a bit in my chart but you know, dominantly the South node. And, you know, I have some friends who are like, oh my gosh, you know, everyone hates me because I'm a Scorpio. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm so, I am intrigued. I love the mystery. Bring it on. I love it. You know? So, and there's just so beautiful, like their souls are so beautiful. And I really see Scorpios because I, I know I was one many times over in my past life. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I, I totally love Scorpio energy it's so magnetic and I think with you having that like Pisces moon and also the sad yes. sun like there's a lot of like Jupiter energy I feel from you so like that Pisces energy is really about they they can really focus on the positivity and the optimism it's not that they're like avoiding the negativity but they're just able to focus so hard on the light so I feel like you're totally living out your purpose do you know what? I've got two tattoos. So flow on one side and then on the left is Jupiter. Oh Literally, I've just got... <laughs> I love it. I love it's it. Just, it. It just reminds me that the more I'm in like my divine feminine and it's on the left on purpose, the more expansion I feel towards the things that really light me up. Mm. And it being such a great teacher and oh, so many beautiful things. But I I'm obsessed with Jupiter, Jupiter energy everywhere. It's, and you know, right now, like as we record this, it's like retrograde and it's going to come back into Pisces soon. And all this, it's like, I really truly feel, I feel it so much. I feel it so much more than like when let's say Mercury or Pluto goes retrograde, when Jupiter goes retrograde, like I feel it so much. And then when it comes back direct, I also just, I instantly, it's like a click, like someone's just flicked a switch and went, bam, okay, let's go. It's crazy, isn't it? Just, yeah. oh, I love it. Totally. I'm very excited for Jupiter to go back. Um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a, a really great transition. Me too, me too. 
so now in your life, like, just tell me how a typical week is like for you. Like what goes on just generally? Oh my gosh. Okay. I need to pull up my calendar for this. <laughs> you know, things move fast over here. So I have to like go back and remember. Okay. I was actually just saying this to my kinesiologist yesterday. I do kinesiology every month. It's like my favorite modality. And I, she goes, oh, because I had this like shoulder pain here, I think because I've been working out, but I always believe that when you have physical pains, it also represents something energetically. So I was like, what's going on here? And she goes, oh, are you, have you been stressed out? I was like, no, I have the most spacious days. My days are so, I designed it specifically and intentionally like that. And Anyway, we worked out what it was. There's a lot of like stuff that happened when it was really interesting when I was like 31 and it's just coming out now as a closing of the cycle, which makes a lot of sense. So my days are, my weeks, sorry, are usually consisted of two main mastermind calls. And I do my, you'll love this. I do my mastermind calls on a Wednesday because the ruling planet on Wednesdays is Mercury. So, and, and in French, it's like mercredi, right? It's like Wednesday is mercredi. And so I love speaking to my groups on the day of communication. Like when I know my mercury is like, bam, it's like total fire. So Wednesdays are my mastermind days. And then I have throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I take my private client calls. Thursday, Friday is totally me, boss vibes, CEO, really working around like the strategics and the operations of the business, um, looking at what my team are doing. So that's usually how I structure my week. But I mean, I think in terms of the times that I'm on in the business, it's all the time because I, and I do it now less out of like that, you know, that real like crazy masculine type energy, but more so from a place of it being like, I love it. And when I walk around the shop, so when I go get my coffee, I'm so inspired that I want to create a reel. Or if I am at night, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm winding down, washing my face or whatever. And if I feel so inspired to do so, I will absolutely go live. Even after I'm just like winding down in bed, I'll be like, guys, 10 minute live. I need to talk to you about this. That's kind of how it feels working in a business that you just love. And, you know, in my, in my chart, there's so much of it is like my life purpose is linked to entrepreneurship. So, you know, this concept of work-life balance, it never made sense. I couldn't quite understand what people were saying there. It felt, it may as well have been in high Valerian or something, you know, just like, blah, 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 blah. like, what are you talking about? Whereas when I hear people talk about their life is their business and their business is their life and it's congruent and it's one, that makes sense mm. to me. So my weeks are fluid in that sense, but also I have structure around when I like to take my calls. Oh my goodness. I love all of that. I love that you take your calls on the, the Wednesday, the Mercury day. And oh my goodness, I, I just relate to that so much. I feel like it's such a manifesting generator lifestyle as well. Like you're constantly responding to life. And I feel that so much. Like if I notice something like from something I'm listening to or whatever, I'm like, I need to talk about this now. Like when you feel that call, you just like need to act upon it. So I love it. Oh, yes. And, you know, it's uh, with the human design side of things. I, I, um, I have like a interesting relationship with HD. Like I'm definitely more an astrological gal. Like I love, you know, that HD I'm, I'm peeling back the layers. I'm finding the things that really resonate with me and the things that don't, I know that they will at some point, you know, it's kind of that, I don't know, somehow with, with my star signs, I'm like, bam, that's it. That's me. HD. I'm like, what? Like, what? like so for example, in my HD chart, I have the gate of, or the gate that I think it's called a gate or the, the number that mm. signifies detail. Mm. And I'm like, what? I am not detailed. I am the most high level forgets the details, has spelling mistakes all the time. Like, what is this? And so it just didn't resonate. I was like, mm. and the reader I had at the time, she was trying to work out 
how to interpret that for me because she was quite surprised when I said no that is not me and she's like it's one of like the more prominent um you know one, one of the more prominent gates in your chart anyway so fast forward three years and I realized what it actually means so the detailed side to me is when I lock on to something I like go so deep in the details like I want to know everything about it I want to know how if I see let's say um, an entrepreneur that I am like so in love with their content I want to look at how they created that what are their funnels what are their teams how did how do they do their content what you know everything like I want to look at the whole facet of it and I just go boom 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 boom, and then I come up to the top and I'm like got it cool all right next so things like that or if I'm obsessed with um, like a tv show or something you know I'll be like okay cool I want to find out who produces it and how long it took for them to film that like just random things like that that I just don't think a lot of people would care for <laughs> for me I want to know where they shot which city da, da. it's so interesting so I get that now so that's sort of been my journey with HD it's like if it doesn't fully resonate and maybe some of you listening this might resonate also just give it time because it will show itself in in a different way and maybe if one reader doesn't not not to say they didn't read it too well but they are searching for the right terms and words keep understanding and looking and look for the resources that that might signify and give you that light bulb moment oh my goodness I love everything about that I feel like I have so much to comment on because first of all um what you said I totally agree with even with astrology sometimes like I'm definitely more familiar with astrology than HD And there are just certain things that get highlighted at different points in my life. And then I'm like, oh my God, that's what it means. Like sometimes it's like so obvious when you realize it, but it doesn't come until the divine timing. So definitely I've experienced that a lot in my life. And just how you said that you love to dive into things so intensely. I feel like that's also very Scorpio energy, like Scorpio. Yes. They're so passionate and so focused. I feel like that's such a strong trait of Scorpios. Like they just want to investigate every deepest last thing once they're interested in something. Yeah. It's literally like, if you tell me something, you can't bullshit me. Cause I will, I will find, I will see it and I will find it. And in, in like in a light side way as well, like even when I'm working with my clients, they'll say something and I'm like, that's not what you actually want to say. You want to say this. And they're like, oh my God, I feel so seen. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a really good, like I call bullshit radar kind of energy because it's, it's just, I, I, I love it. I love getting really into, into the depths of it. And, and this is the same with relationships that I form, whether it's with my clients or inside of my business. Like here's another detail example. One of my now clients who messaged me two years ago and then ghosted, you know, like those ones, it's like, I want to work with you. And then they ghost. She's like, I was one of them. Anyway, she's back and she's working with me. And I said to her, her name is Jen. And I said, Jen, I remember when you first messaged me and you were telling me that you were slow cooking a beef stew and she's like, what the fuck? How do you know? How did you remember that? I don't know. But if you ask me what my password is for blah, blah, I can't tell you. Oh my goodness. Strange. I feel that. I feel like that's almost, it's very like Scorpio Pisces, like definitely like a water sign thing to be so intuitive and just remember all those little details. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but with all the gates in HD, I, sometimes that's like hard for me to understand as well, but then in like gene keys, each gate actually relates to a specific Zodiac sign. So I usually look that up and then I kind of, it makes a bit more sense to me than if I just read the numbers, you know? Yes. I had a gene key reading. I need to go back and revisit it. It's that, that hasn't spoken to me as much yet. So perhaps this is the the sign that I need to go back and have a look at this. But there was one thing in my gene keys, which I just, I, I just remember. And I loved it because it was, it says something like your most natural state is wealth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I claim that. 
and and it was really beautiful because somehow the word naturalness really spoke to me through gene keys it's like there is a naturalness or an air of natural wealth around you and you know it's it's that that real trusting that I already am that rather than aspiring to be that Mm. so it was a real click into oh I see it now there's a lot of abundance around me and there was a time where I couldn't see it where all I was aspiring for was, you know, having the better house or having more clients or having more savings or, you know, just trying to get out of this like survival mode. And as soon as I saw that in my gene keys, it released something in me. So that's, that's also really beautiful when you have, you know, a a different modality speak to you and it serves you for that time. I love that. I feel like that, like, relates to your Taurus North node, like Taurus oh, is all about wealth and abundance. I just feel that so hard. It, it reminds me as you say that, because one part that really stood out to me about my gene keys, I forget which part it was, but the words were, were divine laziness. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. I feel like that is totally my life. Like I have a Taurus midheaven. So in the like hustle, like so much that masculine energy. And then once I started tapping into that Taurus energy, I was like, I love this. Like, I just want to indulge and relax, you know, and also live in the wealth. So I love it. It's so good. What is your Chinese Zodiac? I am a monkey. Oh, I love it. So you, it just, you are so resourceful, right? Isn't that the thing where it's just like, you just make it happen and you're so clever. Do you, do you study much about it? Do you know much about the Chinese idea? I don't know too much about that. So yeah. I only really go into it every like Chinese new year season, you know, when they say it's the year of the, uh, you know, and then I look up what I'm, I'm a rat. Mm -hmm. It's like the, it's like the most unsexy. (laughs) It's the most unsexy, unsexy animal sign, but um, I'm the rat. So I always Google, it's like, oh, what is 2023 and the rat? Mm -hmm. And oh my God, I don't know if you found this as well, but when you read Chinese Zodiac, it is so mean like the way they write it is so harsh like come on but I think it might just be a, just a full-blown um you know translation and there's no lovely words to kind of box that in but it's like you will have a year of great suffering it's just like oh sh- <laughs> just so there's no context behind it so be, if you are thinking about going there just read it with a little tiny pinch of salt knowing that the translation hasn't come come out so well (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I'm honestly dying at that because I feel like it's so that's just like the Asian culture right it's so sharp (laughs) and painful sometimes it's so true it's just like you will have bad luck in the sign of it it's like oh my god (laughs) oh and then like I went, I went, here we go. We got, I went really deep, went into the detail. And I actually came out of that like 20 minutes of reading, feeling so scared for my life. <laughs> I need out. And, and my husband was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this is going to be a really bad year. And he's like, let's just get rid of this energy because that doesn't belong. So that was really nice. Like my partner is he's amazing. He's really good at just, he, he's an Aquarius sun and rising. So he wow. really fans my flame, but is also, I don't know, he's just really good at just leveling the field. It's like, come on, you know, just like, shh, it's all good, you know? So it's a nice mix there. The Sag and the Aquarius is a really, really nice combo. I love that. That's so I'm literally crying at that, like the Chinese zodiacs, because I feel that with like Pisces energy, sometimes it can be like Pisces are so easily influenced sometimes. So when you read like negative things, it's just very scary. Like I feel that because I'm a Pisces sun with a Pisces Venus. So I'm like, don't don't tell me. I don't want to know it. <laughs> oh my gosh, but like freakily, I I there's this one guy on YouTube, right? His name is Joey Yap. He does like all the readings and I usually like watch his stuff. Anyway, two years ago, or no, last year, he said something about, you must be careful about 
random injuries to your legs or something like, you know, I can get really specific in the Zodiac. It's so interesting. And I was like, what's going on with my legs? What's going to happen with my legs? I kid you not. I fell down the stairs and nearly broke my ankle as soon as like the new year clicked in. And I'm like, oh my God, like did as the Pisces moon, did I just absorb that? Or was that always written in the stars? Like what the actual, that just freaked me out. Cause I just remembered his words so clearly. Luckily I didn't break it. It was just a really bad sprain, but I'm like, okay, that's it. No more drama with my legs done. Close the boundary. I closed that vortex. Like I was like doing all the whatever spells to just like keep that away from me. Oh, oh so freaky. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that definitely sounds freaky. And sometimes you just never know like what happened. What what is your partner's um your husband's moon sign? Gemini. Oh wow. <laughs> yep, he's like he is so so talkative. It's nonstop. It's but also in here, like in here, it's just like constantly going. And there'll be times where I look at him. And we'll be having a dinner and I'll just have a conversation. And I look at him and his eyes are just darting around all over the place. Like just bam, bam. he's got these really big brown eyes and they're just like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, what are you, what's going on in there? And he goes like a hundred things just then in like 10 seconds. And I'm like, I feel it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so like air side. Like they're so intellectual, like things are just happening up here all the time. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious, but you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's a self-proclaimed indecisive, most indecisive ever. (laughs) You know, he's like, okay. Yeah. No, too many ideas bouncing around. He goes, but I think that's why we just work so well. Cause I'm like, we're doing this. Let's go. Oh my goodness. I love it. Let's talk a little bit more about that because you work together with your husband. So how did that start? And like, how does that work for you? So he actually planted the seed really early on. And even on our first date, he said to me, I want to travel the world and live a laptop lifestyle. And I was like, I'm in love (laughs) straight away. Oh my gosh, I found him. And um, I guess from there, he planted the seed quite early, sort of said, I think we should do this. We should, we, we have to somehow make this happen. Let's go chase the summer. That was our dream. Let's go chase the summer. And um, I had, oh, that's right. So I had my baby and he was five months old. And then my husband came home from work and he goes, I think I've had enough. He goes, why don't we roll swap? Because you still have a little bit of the career vibes that you want to get out of your system. So I'll be the stay-at-home dad and you go back to work. And when I stay at home, I'll build out a business model for us. And I was like, whatever, okay. You know, I'm like, it's really hard to look after a baby, you know. Anyway, it turns out my son just like slept all the time with him. And I'm like, damn it, why wasn't he sleeping with me? Anyway, (laughs) I went back to work. I scratched that itch. And then 18 months later, I was like, I'm done too. And he was like, all right, (laughs) rolls out the business plan. (laughs) Here's something I prepared earlier. So he was actually the real catalyst for starting something together. And it was amazing because he had done a lot of self-study at that time when he was like, stay at home. He did courses on entrepreneurship Um, He did courses on sales funnels. Like it was incredible. So by the time I was ready to kind of step into this partnership with him, there was a lot of foundational knowledge already because he had done like the intellectual, right? He had done so much study behind the scenes. And um, yeah, so he was really the one who kind of said, let's go. And, And we have, we met at work. So that was also further context. We met at work, even though we didn't directly ever work together, we had similar values all around, but especially with business, the way that, you know, we are really, we're really dedicated to work. We're not lazy. We are, you know, and it's not like lazy in the sense that you can't, what did you say? Divinely lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But when we commit to something, we just get, we get shit done and we have complementary skills. So my role in the business is sales, coaching, 
branding. That's my that's my patch. His role is operations, finance, tech, people. These are he doesn't want to do my stuff and I don't want to do his stuff. So we've really just been able to find that flow and connect that really beautifully. So in my case, like I am the absolute decision maker for branding, sales, marketing, and my clients. He is the absolute decision maker for the other parts of the business. So it just is, it's so wonderfully connected in that sense. I love that. I feel like just as you say that, I feel like it relates a lot to your Scorpio midheaven as well, because Scorpio is about merging with other people's resources. And I feel like it's just such a beautiful pairing between you and your husband, like his resources and yours and like merging together to become even more like wealthy and abundant. Totally. And, and it, I think it's not really a mistake or a coincidence that most of my career was in recruitment and resourcing. And I was really good at that because I'm like, why would you want to do it on your own if you can find other people to help you with this? And I I just, you know, always would speak to different hiring managers or whatever who were really scared to hire. I'm like, but you have to unlock other people's gifts to have your gifts be shown even more. And then it kind of applied to my business where as I started hiring for my team, more than happy to hire. I was never scared to let go. I'm like, okay, take this and take this and take this. And I've kind of, I think more so got the uh, other end of the stick where I give too much away and they're like, hang on a second. Oh, there's too much on my plate. I'm like, okay, sorry. I should come back and re-explain that. But in the meantime, we have a third player in our team now who's a really significant part of our team. And she's our OBM and I mean, like really just truly the go-to for a lot of parts of our business where she's actually even taking stuff off Michael's plate now and putting it on hers. And she is someone who is just like, she just gets it. She just, and she is, she's like happy. She said to me, I want to be your right-hand woman. I want to, I don't ever want to be in the spotlight, but I, I know I'm meant to be supporting you. And I know that I'm meant to be behind the scenes, but a big support for you. And we just had this really deep conversation. She's a Taurus son, by the way. And I don't think that's a mistake either. You know, it's like there's the Scorpio and then the Taurus. And it's just so, it's, it's really interesting. But she's just incredible, like total mind reader, best hire I've ever made in my business, hands down. Amazing. How do you go about hiring usually? I want to know the stories and like, how do you attract people and how does, how do you come about those decisions? They usually come to me. So it's, it's kind of this, this is the magic that I have in my business, right? Where I might be journaling on requiring support in a very specific way. And I'll just say, okay, I'm ready for them. Whoever they are, bring them to me. And then I might get direction around, speak about it on Instagram or share it with your network of friends, which I'll do anyway. I'll just voice that. And um, usually when I do a post on Insta or something like that, I'll get like 20 applications for whatever it is that I'm looking for. So that's really beautiful. Other times I might ask my network of peers and colleagues uh, who are also amazing entrepreneurs, like who are you using or who would you recommend or where did you go? And then typically they might have recommendations for me, but with Deb, my right-hand woman, she's incredible. She actually, the story of manifesting her is, can I tell the 30 second story? She was my cleaner and then she cleaned for me for one year and would always kind of work around my calls. And she's like, oh, you want to call? You want to call? Then one day she said, what, what do you do? And I sat her down and I said, this is what I do. I'm I'm an online business coach. I do social media. Oh, she's like, can I follow you on socials? Yep. So she followed me on socials. Then the next time she came for cleaning, she said, I have some ideas for your socials. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And then she showed me the ideas and it was so cool. And I said, all right, well, do you want to do it? And she goes, I don't know how to, but I've just seen other people do it. I'm like, well, give it a try. Let's go. So it started that way. She started to do some of my socials and then she started to do emails, setting up appointments, also while while cleaning. She was still cleaning, but she was just doing this on the side online. And then it just organically grew and she just got to know me so well. I got to know her so well. So now she does 
emails. She does all of my customer support. She does my socials and really guides me a lot on that because she's like 23 and just really in the know with what's going on with things like TikTok and all that. She's like, oh, I saw this, I saw this. Now she does like my travel, my retreat um, organization. She coordinates so much for us in terms of um, whenever we're going to launch. And it's just awesome. Her, she's got that kind of operational, but yet like a really nice strategic blend. And she's 23. She's absolutely meant for this. It's unbelievable. I love that story. I feel like it's so, it's so cool to hear about these manifestation stories because I find that it's always like a bit unexpected. Like when you're manifesting something, always. you never really know how it's going to come. And then it's usually so unexpected, but exactly like what you need. Oh, amazing. Like I, I totally agree. Like it's just amazing when the unexpected unfolds. There's no way I could have put a job description out there and have attracted her, you know, there's, because there's really, when you're hiring, there's two options you have, right? You hire fresh and green and you train them up or you hire the knowledge and you hire them already coming in with skills. I have for the majority of my business and my team hired for the knowledge and skills, because I want to just, I don't want to spend more of my time training. I want to forward my time and buy time back in that sense of hiring, but isn't it interesting that the best hire I've ever made is a hire from scratch? Wow, that's beautiful. I feel like that's just, that kind of reminds me of something that's kind of going on for me presently because I was thinking about hiring someone for like emails recently mm. and then I had a lot of people kind of reach out. They didn't work out, but this one person sent me this really good pitch on Instagram and I hadn't even put out like an ask for it at all I just kind of it was my own manifestation with the universe and I kind of have a good feeling about it we're still kind of working it out but I think it's just really cool how sometimes things happen like that you just never ever know how someone's going to go and that's why I know for me I have to follow that you know that sacral yes let's go I have to just you know follow the flow and and ultimately I'm not afraid to let people go if it doesn't work out and it's nothing personal it's skill-based mm -hmm. totally totally we're coming close to the end of this podcast I'm so sad I honestly feel like we could talk for hours but for to end it off here tell us more about like what's coming up in your business anything you want to share any programs and where to find you online for anyone who doesn't know Okay. So just follow me on Instagram, which is where I post all of my latest offers. It, I'm an MG. So things move so fast. I don't have like one thing, one signature thing. I, I always have many different offers. So at underscore Ruby Lee underscore, or if you're already here, wherever you're listening to your podcast, you can look up my podcast. It's called Rituals. It's spelled uniquely R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S. And that is where I really just share the story I do a lot of these like casual chats with what's going on inside of the business and also take you behind the scenes of what's going on and how I build to my next, like my $10 million mark and what I'm doing to get there. So yeah, come on over and, and listen in. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. That was such a wonderful conversation. I just feel honestly lit up after chatting with you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. We, we have to do more of these. These chats are always the best. Yes, amazing. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me so that I can re-share it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.